we are all ready to take you down to Pine Ridge for another visit with Lum and Abner. Brought to you by the makers of Horlicks, the original malted milk. Before we go down to Pine Ridge, I'm going to answer the question, what is the difference between Horlicks, the original malted milk, and imitation? First, where Horlicks uses only rich, full cream milk, many imitations use skim milk powder, but that only partly accounts for Horlicks' superior quality. Second, where Horlicks contains only selected wheat and their own malted barley, many of the imitations contain a lot of raw cocoa, ordinary sugar, and inferior malt powder. That's what accounts for Horlicks' superior flavor. Third, where Horlicks' process conserves the precious vitamins and minerals and softens the curds of the milk in Horlicks, many imitations are just mechanically stirred-up mixtures. That is the reason for Horlicks' greatly superior digestibility. Therefore, for quality, flavor, and results, insist on Horlicks, the original. And now, let's see what's happening down in Pine Ridge. The case of M.K. Skimp versus Edwards and Peabody, proprietors of the Pine Ridge Planetarium, to collect $1,000 personal damages was dismissed by the judge last Friday. Just as it looked to be a certain victory for the squire, Lum produced evidence showing that squire had applied for some life insurance since the accident in the theater and had passed a physical examination, proving there could have been no serious injuries resulting from the fall. As we look in on Pine Ridge today, we find Abner and Grandpappy Spears down at the Jotham Down store. Lum is just approaching. Listen. Yeah, look at him strutting up out there. He puts me in mind of old turkey gobbler. <laughs> yeah, Lum's mighty proud of himself over the way that lawsuit come out. Oh, he don't give that lawyer we had credit for nothing. As he's the one that win the case itself. Better mind out what you're saying, Abner. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, gentlemen, gentlemen. Well, howdy, Lum. Hey, Lum, uh, Ezra Seastone called up for you a while ago. Oh, he did, huh? What did he want? Why, well, he never said. I told him you was out loafing around town somewhere, but I'd have you call him when you come in. Well, don't never tell nobody I'm out loafing. Tell them I'm tied up on a case when they call that away. Tied up on a case? A uh, law case. See that book there? Yeah. Where'd you get that at? Well, it belongs to me. Well, what you can it around under your arm for? This is a law book. Book the statute. Folks ask me some question about law matters, I can just look it up for them right there. See, since that trial Friday, I'm getting sort of a reputation as a legal advisor. Yeah. Folks is wanting to get my advice about one thing or another, and I can tell them this way. Well, I do know. And you sure made them set up and take notice at the trial, huh, when you come in there and told them about Squire buying that insurance? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I held them spellbounded, all right. You could uh, hear the pin drop anywhere in the room there. Well, I don't know that I'd go so far as to say that long. Unless it was a fountain pen or a rolling pen or something. Well, I knowed we was same as had the case one when that insurance man told me Squire had bought a policy from him. <laughs> My legal mind started working right then. See, when Squire passed a physical examination for the insurance, that showed right there that he weren't serious hurt in the accident. Yeah, I know, I know. You done explained that to me a dozen times. Well, quick thinking on my part what it was. I see right now I ought to have been a lawyer. Here, I've been wasting my time just as a teaching around here when I should have had my own law office right here. Eddard, Eddard, and Eddard. Attorneys in law. Who? Eddards, Eddards, and Eddards. Sort of like that Clark, Clark, and Clark outfit in that county seat. 
Well, who's them other two editors in there? Some of your relations? Oh, I don't know. I was just thinking what a good name that would make for a law office. Oh. Mike could find a couple of other editors or something. Yeah, hey, I might. Hey, you aiming on practicing law now, Long? Practicing? <laughs> I don't need no practice. Anybody can win a case like that in West Friday. It's already law. You don't need no practice or nothing. I see right now I've been hiding my talents under a bushel basket. You've been doing what? Hiding my talents under a bushel basket, I said. Bushel basket? Some kind of a basket. I doubt where I could get them all under a bushel. Now, you're thinking about lights, ain't you, Lum? Hiding your lights under a bushel. That's the way the sand goes. I know how it goes. It'll work on talents just the same as lights. I know what I'm hiding. Well, I don't see no sense in hiding either one of them under there myself. I don't neither. That's why I'm going to quit it, too. I'm going to open up a law and that's what I was talking about a while ago. Well, Lon, you've got enough stuff to look after around here without getting into something else. Just looks like you ain't satisfied unless you're starting something new all the time. Even my comfortable work takes up more time than I ain't got for or to be spending on other things. Oh, well, this store and that picture show and my dishes are peaking. <laughs> I can do all that with my left hand. Feller's got a brain like mine. He's got to keep it busy. Like that old lettered saying, all work and no play makes Jack a... Du- uh, no. Let it go. Huh? Nothing. See, there, I can't even keep up with my own brain. It runs away with itself sometimes. I can be just sitting around like this, my mind just keeps right on going. One big idea right after another. Well, I do know. Wonder to me, them wheels up there ain't wore plumb out. All that thinking. Turning big problems over in my mind. Wonder I don't have a nervous shakedown sometimes. I believe that's all right. Yeah, I'll answer it. I'll answer it. It might be Ezra. You forgot to call him back like I told him you were. Edwards, Edwards, and Edwards talking. Wait a minute, Mom. You ain't took the receiver off the hook. Uh. I know what I was just seeing how it sounded over the telephone. Oh. <laughs> Hello? Yeah, this is him. Who? Oh, howdy, Ezra. <laughs> yeah, Abner told me you called, but I've been sort of tied up on the case and couldn't. Huh? Jim Collins. No, I don't, Ezra. Last I heard of him, he lived over there on Brick Street somewhere. Uh, Jim Collins lives out there this side of the Pleasant Valley Schoolhouse now, Lom. He's sheriff off in the old Medford place. Uh, how much does he owe you, Ezra? Well... I believe I could take that to court for you and collect it. Oh. Yeah, bring suit again. Why, of course I can. You just leave it to me. I'll get that money for you. I'll file suit first thing in the morning. Huh? Oh, I don't know. About $25, I reckon. We had to pay that lawyer Iris $50 in there at the county seat the other day, and I done most of the thinking for him. Fact is, I seem as when the case barehanded, or single-handed. Well, I didn't want to pay nothing. Huh? Oh, yeah, that's right. Well, how about 15 cents, then? I ought to have something out of it. Got to draw up all them papers and stuff and cross-examine everything. Submit the case to the juries and stuff like that. Well, you come over and bring all the evidence you've got. Well, ain't you got no proof of no kind that he bought the corn from you? Oh, well, if you've got a letter from him, that's all you need. <laughs> we can get him for using the mail to defraud, too. All right, Ezra. <laughs> You'll be famous for this, being my first customer. Not at all. Not at all. Goodbye. What's the matter with Ezra? 
Oh, he talked me into handling a little cheese for him. Well, you sure come down on your prices, there, from $25 down to 15 cents. Yeah. Jim don't owe him but a dollar and a quarter. He couldn't afford to pay me $25 to take no cheap amount of that. Well, Jim calling owes us about $12 here at the store, Lump. They're going to collect something. Why don't they get that? That's right, ain't it? Why, sure. We've sent him a statement every month for the last two years, and he don't pay no more attention to him and nothing. I grant we'll see how it'll come out on collecting that bill of answers, and if it works all right, we'll bring suit again. Now, you fellas have old Jim in court all summer where he can't make a cop bringing all these suits again. Yeah, I feel sort of sorry for Jim. He's had a hard row of stumps, lots of sickness in his family. Oh, Doc never ain't Mr. Day hardly going over that. You sit regular to thumb on a mitt. Yeah, and Jim's a good man at heart, works hard. Just looks like luck to just turn like squire back as a I was just thinking I might could just pay Ezra that dollar and a quarter Jim owes him and just pay him out of my pocket. Sort of use that for advertising. Advertising? Yeah, Ezra'll tell everybody as soon as I collected a debt for him he weren't able to get and that'll bring me a lot of business. Well, how are you going to make any money practicing law going around paying everybody's debt from? Well, that's the only one I aim to do that with. I'll make up for it on some other case. Yeah, Lum, you can't be too easy in this law business. That's going to be your trouble. Well, I've known Jim a long time. Mom, I have a phone again. Well, wait a minute. I'll answer it. Might be another lawyer. Oh. Hello? Edwards, Edwards, and Edwards. They turn his in law talking. Huh? Oh, just a minute. You have not Somebody wanting a constable. Sounded like Luther Phillips is going. Well, I do know. Reckon what's happened now. I don't know, but you oughtn't be using this phone unless it's something important. Hello? This is him talking. Why? Now, who does it belong to? Oh, you don't. Well, I'll come over there then and run him out of your garden for you, Miss Phillips. Yes, Mom. All right. Wait a minute. What, what is it, Abner? Just a minute, Miss Phillips. Hold the receiver. Somebody's horse had broke into her garden and tore down the fence. Well, huh? here, let me talk to her. Hi, <laughs> Granny. There's a key right there. Oh, <laughs> Miss Phillips, uh, this is Mom Edwards, the attorney-in-law. Did I understand you to, I mean, uh, Abner was telling me somebody's horse broke into your garden. Uh, well, if he's learned something, there ain't no reason why you can't law to him. Why, sure, collect damages, destroying property and disturbing your peace. Oh, he did. Well, that's just as good as you want him. If he kicks at you, why, you can get him for assault and batteries, too. Too bad he missed you, for if he'd have broke some ribs or something, you could have sued him for personal damages, too. Well, don't worry. There's plenty of other things I can get him for. You've got a perfect case again, whoever owns that horse. Make him pay for having a new fence built and pay for what damages did to the garden and letting a vicious animal run loose on the street and violating the stock law and batteries. And I ain't sure but what we can dig up three or four other charges again. Mom? Oh, I don't know. I'll be reasonable about the charges. Might take it on an infringement base. Just divide up whatever we collect off of it. All right. Just recollect now. You've got damages coming to you there, so don't let nobody talk you out of it. All right. Not at all. Just proud to help you. Just leave it to me. We'll make an example out of it. <laughs> all right, Miss Phillips. Goodbye. 
Jenny, I'll make a reputation. Well, for goodness sake, what what Cedric's in such a hurry about? I just watched him running up there. He's coming in the store here. Yeah, hey, sure. Maybe something else has happened. <laughs> this law business don't keep me busy. I can see that. What right in now. the name of common sense is the matter with you, Cedric? What you running about? Well, Mr. Long, Mr. Long, you better get over to Luther Phillips' place as quick as you can. Luther Phillips' place? Uh, yes, Mom. Your horse is broke out, and he's over there in her garden right now. <laughs> Well, this little case may dampen Lum's legal ambitions before he gets started. And now, I'm pleased to introduce Mrs. Green, one of the Chicago ladies who tested the Horlick weight control plan. Thank you, Mr. Griffiths. Uh, is there anything in particular you'd like me to talk about? Well, I suggest you tell the listeners just what you did and just how effective the plan was. As far as doing anything is concerned, we simply omitted our regular lunch and took in its place a good glass full of Horlick's malted milk. That's the only rule we followed. And we found Horlicks to be quite sufficient. A few of us felt we needed the additional nourishment of a glass of Horlicks or a few Horlicks tablets at the fatigue period in mid-afternoon. And we certainly found your plan effective. Why, we lost on an average more than three and a half pounds each in the three weeks we carried out the plan. And we felt no ill effects, whatever. We didn't get weak or lose energy, as might be expected cutting down on the regular noonday meals. And we found Horlicks delicious, too. Well, thank you, Mrs. Green. This is Carlton Brickert, speaking for Lum and Abner and Horlicks, who now bid you all goodbye until tomorrow at this same time. Mm-hmm.